We are back from the first day of free agency to return to a little bit of draft talk. We are now a week removed from the draft, and we are going to break down and get to know one of the Arizona Coyotes' top picks in last week's draft. We're going to get to that on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlik right beside me. We've got a special guest on today's episode. We're going to do some in just a moment. But first, I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're talking uh, the draft, which was which happened last week. But you know what? That's all, but we still got some, some to get to. We actually get to some profiles. Back to some profiles. Will Scouch joining us on today's episode to help us with that. Will, welcome back to the show. Robin and Carl, long time no see. Uh, feeling good? How are you all? Doing good. It feels like I know it's not been that long, but it feels like so much has happened since then. It It's yes. almost another lifetime. Oh, yeah. It's been, I mean, even today, I feel like I aged 10 years just keeping on top of all the all the deals and everything going down. And, be, you know, the draft was a ride in and of itself. So, yeah, it's it definitely feels like I've 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 lived a long time since the last. Have time you had much of a break since the draft? You've given yourself a Not day really. off. Or are you just I, still going? Honestly, honest, honestly, after the draft, like I was staying with some friends from the community in an Airbnb, and the next day after day two of the draft, I think we might have said a combined thirty-five words all day, and just recovered. And the next day was my train ride home, and I tried to do a bit of work on the train, and I just. You know, I was like, all right, t- today's a write-off. I'll get back to it during the week. And so I've been, you know, my, my task right now has been to go through guys that were drafted that I have never seen before. Like, I do whatever I can to catch everyone, but I don't see everybody. Uh, and there are guys that come out of nowhere that I've never heard of before. And so I'm just trying to go through those guys, and then I've got videos to make. But once those are done for every team, uh, which shouldn't take too long, then I'm done, done for the year. And uh, I, honestly, I can't wait uh, to, to be ready to move on to the to a little bit of a break and then next year's draft class gets going at the end of August. So yeah, just, just be know. ready in a, in, in a few months time. We might get you right back on to talk about Connor Bedard, but <laughs> oh God, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, at least you're kind of lucky. We we're starting the prospect development camps already. So yep. it seems like they, they've gone from your area. They're now proceeding to the next area and yeah. it just doesn't stop. No, it it's does nonstop not. for us. Absolutely. Yeah. Nonstop. But you know what's fun is uh, taking a look at the draft and seeing who the Coyotes picked up. Some decent picks, some also surprising picks. And this one, uh, Will, was a surprising one we're talking about today in which the Coyotes drafted up to uh, or traded up to 29 from uh, from their uh, 32 spot to draft a kid named Maverick Lamoureux. Oh, yeah. Yes, they did. Uh, Here's some of the stats on here. Uh, we bring it up. But... What a what a pickup! I want to let you know what, what you um, first of all your initial thoughts about it. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Maverick Lamaru when I watched him this year. I it was you know I thought that the Coyotes made a pretty good trade there to take on Zach Cassian and and 
move up a little bit. I think I think that what with Arizona's draft class as a whole, and Lamaru is a bit of an example of this, you can tell what Bill Armstrong thinks that his team is going to look like. You can, you know, they brought back uh, Bokonji Amama to, today. Uh, they brought in Nick Bugstad. Like, he wants a big, heavy, meaty team. And Maverick Lamaru, he's not that right now. You know, being 198 pounds at six foot seven, that's pretty slender. And he is pretty slim when he's playing. But what's good about him is that he's pretty gifted with his feet, you know, for a guy that big. Like, he, he gets around pretty well. He can really shoot the puck and drives offense with that shot. I I don't know. I I just when I watched him this year, like some of the guys, some of the games where I left going, wow, that was not a good game. Some of the worst ones were him. But I can see if I if I put myself outside of my philosophy around hockey development and prospects and everything, if I put myself completely outside of it and put myself in the shoes of someone like what Bill Armstrong I think is trying to build. I can kind of see the rationale of like, what if it works out? You know, if he gets to 230, 240 pounds over the next four years and, you know, keeps that skating ability he's got and gets better on the physical play defensively, which I think would help him a lot. I think there could be something there. But the thing I always go back to in the draft is what aren't you drafting, right? Like when you draft a guy like Maverick Lamaru, what aren't you drafting? And when I look at the Arizona Coyotes and their system, I kind of look at them and I go, you need everything. Like you just need everything. Mm-hmm. And you and the Arizona Coyotes had a ton of chances to go for home run swings, right? And I think with Lamaru, it's you know, they're they're it's to me it's like they're swinging on a, like a like a slider that's diving away from them. It's like you could hit it. You could hit it out for a home run, but like most batters would probably take it for a ball and let someone else swing on it. And I'm I don't know. I, I, I don't, I kind of get the logic, but it, that was a weird one when I heard it live. Like when I saw them trade up for Connor geeky, I thought, okay, after they made that pick, I wasn't surprised, but I thought it might be at 36 or one of those later picks. Um, but when I, when it was picked, I was like, okay, yeah, clearly this is what Arizona's looking for. I can't say it won't work, but we'll, we'll see. He's a big, we'll see guy. I will say I was reading an NHL com profile of him uh, really goes pretty in depth into his diet uh, and says that by the age 21, 22, his trainers are looking to have him at 220. So sure. You know, <laughs> if that's, if that's what they want, then fine. I personally, I'm more interested in how he plays hockey and I can see how more weight would help him in things that he was deficient at. But Man, I don't know. I came away thinking that this was a guy that you're really hoping. I think you're really hoping for major development with him. I And maybe it's possible. Sure. Like, I can't say it's impossible. Um, and at 29, if you get, like, a third-pair defenseman, like, that's that's a decent draft pick. Like, if you get something at 29, that's decent. So we'll see what happens. I, I just I remember – I just look at him – and I just had a lot of <laughs> watching him, watching him live and watching him on tape. It was, it was not ideal, but you know, guys can improve. He's still quite young. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And it, it, it's interesting to see, see, see that. Obviously I was personally surprised too. And like, I was like, wait a minute, this is not the guy, this is not someone that I was, that even saw in like the top, like 35, 40. So I was like, okay, what's, what's going on here? Um, and Obviously, I saw the height, and I'm like, okay, I kind of understand where he's going. But um, 
let's get this though. Like, what is that potential? Like, what is that potential? Like, what what is like the like like from from what you've been able to understand? Like, you know, what can this guy be? Well, the thing that I always think about. So there was a couple of things I did prepping for the draft to just as like a thought exercise. Like how many QMJHL defenders that don't score a lot in their draft year work out? And I think the answer is one over the last 10 years, and that was Mackenzie Weger. There were lots of guys, and he was a, I think he was a re-entry as well. So there's lots of guys to choose from where you can look at, where they're not productive, but they're big, and they play a more defensive style of game in the queue. And it, you know, it's just not, the queue is a big jump away from pro hockey in North America. And, but I, if based on what I've seen of Lamaru, I saw him a few times this year and I thought, look, this is just a guy that I think has too far to go for where he's ranked. And I just don't really think it's worth it. But if you were to draft him, he's got a really good set of feet for a guy his size. You know, he gets around the ice really well. He's mobile. Um, you know, he's got his puck control, I think, could be worked on. But that's really hard when you're six foot seven. He's got a really good shot from the point. I think he can really rifle it. And I think that's where a lot of his offense sort of came from. So, you know, if he just gets better there and a little bit stronger defensively, I mean, I, he's a guy where he was getting beat a lot on chip and chase plays and stuff because he just didn't have the pivot ability or the gap control or the physical strength to sort of shut down those chip and chases. If you put on an extra 20 or 30 pounds, whichever 220 that would be, um, he might be able to close those out a little bit better. Um, do I think you've got a second pair guy there? I I feel like there's a long way to go to get to that point, but as a minutes eater at the bottom of your lineup that you can put out and, and not worry about offensively. And if you do get the puck to him at the blue line, he can put it on net. That's, that's, that's fine. And at 29, like that's fine value. It's just, I don't know. I, I look at, again, you look at what they left on the board, right? Like they had Logan Cooley's line mate, Isaac Howard, they torched junior hockey together forever. And he went two picks later to Tampa Bay, you know, Brad Lambert was still on the board. They let him go. And I, they, they, Lambert and Cooley would have been a pretty nice couple of pickups or even a, even a Jagger Furcus or an Owen Beck. I could see a little bit more NHL upside or at least certainty there. But with Lamaru, it's kind of like you're, it, it feels like the, it feels like the coyotes are going, don't worry, we'll make him a thing. And whenever NHL teams say that, with the draft picks they make, like I live in Toronto. I remember the 2017 draft when Emily Razanen was their 59th overall pick. And he was six, eight had a pretty good scoring year in Kingston. And then I like never scored a goal again. Like he just had, he just had the size and they were hoping that over time he would turn into something, but he was already pretty far behind everybody else. And was just, it just never happened. And they did that with a few guys like Nicholas Matinen. Uh, there's a few options they, they that you could pick from, from from those drafts with Toronto. So we'll see what happens with them. Uh, I can't say it's impossible. Like I said, I think he does have for a six seven guy. It's not like he can't skate. It's not like he can't shoot. He has some things that 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 work for him. But my results for him were not good. Uh, my viewings of him, I thought this guy has a really long way to go. And the guys they left on the board, uh, you know, like I would have much rather taken a guy like Julian Lutz, who they took at 43 at, at 29. I love Julian Lutz. I think he's a great pick for for Arizona. But Lamaru, like, we'll see. You had tons of picks, so you may as well, if you really like him, use one on him before anyone else does. Sure. Uh, we'll just have to see how it works out for them. All right. We're talking with Will Scouch on today's episode of 
Locked On Coyotes. We're talking about Maverick Lamaru from the QMJHL as picked 29th overall from the Arizona Coyotes in this year's draft. We're going to get to more of the conversation in just a moment. But first, I want to let you guys know today's episode is brought to you by our next partners at at uh, Athletic Greens. Excuse me. They have used the product AG1. It's something that I don't really have time to uh, take, you know, a multivitamin or a bunch of different multivitamins, any kind of pills for that matter, to keep my daily health going. AG1 is an easy thing to fix that problem. It's just a single scoop of that, and I'm already getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole fo- health food, so- forced, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adapt- adaptogens to help you get your days right. It's a special blend that supports your gut health, nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things that you need in your daily health routine. And once again, it's simple to incorporate into your daily life. All you got to do is, once again, just take a scoop of that in a glass of water every morning, and that is it. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, and it is... Also, cheaper than your daily cold brew habit, less than $3 a day. Definitely something that you want to check out with over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to claim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of cup of, one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership of your health and pick up the daily, ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so we're continuing this episode. Once again, Robin Leano, Carl Pavlik, Will Scouch, talking about Maverick Lamaru, drafted 29th overall in the in, in this year's draft. And uh, Carl, did you have anything that you else wanted to ask? that the follow up from the pre- previous segment. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get everything you're saying about Lemaru and uh, he is definitely a player who I thought was a reach at the time. I do kind of wonder the fact that the Coyotes had to trade up. Do you think there was another team that also would have gone for him? If, you know, if he hadn't gone 29th, do you think he would have gone somewhere like before 32nd? It's entirely possible. I mean, I, I think part of that, Sure, I think that's entirely possible. I think also part of that was Arizona thinking we can get more assets, right? Like Arizona seems to be sure. in just an asset gathering phase. So when Air- so when Edmonton calls them up and says, hey, we got Zach Cassian, do you want him? We need to get rid of his cap hit because we want to keep Evander Kane. You know, not only do I think Zach Cassian really fits into what Bill Armstrong's trying to get at with his team, but yeah, if you can move up, you know, maybe they were targeting him at 32 anyway. Um, but they get to get them earlier. So maybe, I, I mean, I look at Winnipeg and Tampa, I go, maybe Tampa would be thinking about it because Tampa seems to like these big rangy guys that are kind of raw. They drafted Jack Finley a couple of years ago as one of their first picks off the board as their first pick off the board. Um, so we'll, I, I don't know. I think, I think with that, that seems like a reasonable explanation. Um, I feel like I'd be hard pressed to see Winnipeg doing it, but I think more likely what the situation was, was, we literally just have to take on Zach Cassian and we get a bunch of stuff to do it and we move up three spots. So that's nice. And I feel like that, you know, I, any, I think anybody would make that move if they were in Arizona's shoes. Yeah. And I would definitely agree with that. I think Zach Cassian was definitely the biggest reason for that trade happening. Um, 
I, I do kind of wonder how much was was them like being like we we have a guy and we want him because like you said looking at Lemaru, looking at some of the other players the Coyotes drafted you could very easily see the type of team that Bill Armstrong wants to make uh, and I do think it's funny that it's a very big team but it also has Logan Cooley and Clayton Keller on it <laughs> yes it's gonna be two short guys and then everyone else is above six three. Yes, it's going to be an interesting experiment in Arizona, I think, uh, when you see how they're kind of doing, going about this. So we'll see how it goes, but it's been interesting. Yeah. One of the things that that, that surprised me the most about, you know, like when I was trying to, re, you know, read up and listen back and try to figure out, you know, what kind of, you know, way like Glamour would fit into the coy- and, you know, with the Coyotes too, it was interesting that, you know, our own uh lockdown's own um one of our own draft experts and 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 brandon pillar um for, he's also the, one of the hosts of locked on senators he was like yeah this guy might be a third line or third pair d-man for the coyotes and i'm like and like might safely sit there i'm like cool if you can sit safely sit at third pair i mean i'm not gonna complain but i i mean i don't know <laughs> Yeah, to me, it's like, that's the maybe. Like, I was just flipping through the data that I tracked on him. And, and admittedly, I didn't do a ton of games on him because past a certain point, I'm just going, I'm not super interested in this guy. Like, But it's pretty much across the board. Like, not much looks that great. You know, passing the puck, he's very inactive passing the puck. He's very inactive in transition going both ways. You know, he completed some decent passes coming out of the out of the defensive end for that classic, you know, he makes a good first pass type defenseman. You know, didn't shoot the puck a whole lot, but when he did, it was kind of neat looking, I guess. You know, moved the puck in the offensive zone decently well, had a pretty decent rate of shot assist in the offensive zone, which is notable, but pretty much everything else, he was like at, yeah, bottom 10 in the pack, pretty much, when it comes to transition play, driving differentials of shot shot differentials, passing the puck. You know, even in his, even in his low pass volumes, he wasn't completing passes at all like it was he's 43rd out of 50 players that have 50 defensemen i've tracked he's 43rd in pass attempts and 43rd in completing them so it's just i feel like there's a long way to go for him he's very raw like about as raw as it gets you know you're you're really sort of going yeah he's he's not getting good results now but in five years we think we can turn it into that which by all means go nuts but if it's me yeah it's the third first round pick you make but you you could. I feel like you could have made your developmental lives a lot easier, uh, and maybe and maybe signed a guy like Lamaru in the in the in the free agency or something. Because you know, if he is a bottom pair guy, that's great. But I feel like some of the guys that in the next thirty picks, you know, you could be looking at top four defensemen, top six forwards there if their development goes well. So, which I think Arizona is going to need. You like you said, they have Logan Cooley and Clayton Keller. That's not enough, you know, and they're not drafting more guys that could fit in that role, right? They're not really doing that. We'll see what happens next year, but judging by how they drafted this year, uh, I think they're aiming to, it's like they're aiming to be like what Toronto was in like the early 2010s, where they were physical and they fought and they were heavy and they were big and they just could not stop pucks going in their own net because they were just focused on fighting and being in the penalty box all the game. I remember that Toronto, those Toronto teams, and I, I do not like that. This is giving me kind of. It's just that's how I like. You, that's how I read, right? Like they they traded yeah. a bunch of capital to draft Connor Geeky way higher than where I would have picked him. You know, he'll be a fine NHL player. Same, maybe Lamaru will be too, right? Julian Lutz could be a fine NHL player, but again, it's 
you know, they're, they're aiming for something that I don't think is super conducive to real NHL results, but that's just me. I, I, it just really surprised me because they had so many opportunities to just aim so high and completely rejuvenate the sort of fun factor of the team. And the direction they went was let's get big guys who can kind of skate and, and they can play physical and shut play down, which is fine. That'll work. But they need offense. You're, every team needs offense, and we'll we'll see what happens. But it, yeah, Lamaru wouldn't. I guess you, you can tell Lamaru wouldn't have been my guy uh, at at twenty nine. Yeah. I don't think. Absolutely, it's totally totally makes sense. Once again, we're talking with Will Scouch on today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes, talking about Maverick Lamaru in the Arizona Coyotes' two thousand and twenty two. NHL draft. We're going to get to more in just a moment, finish up the conversation. But first, we're going to turn to Carl for a quick word. So I have a message from our friends who helped to invent healthy and tasty, and that's Built Bar. Do you love the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar? I bet you do. They're really good. Everyone loves that coconut flavor. Everyone loves that brownie flavor. Love it when they're combined. Well, I have a new story for you. The Built has created the Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. That's right. It's all that delicious flavor in the Coconut Brownie Chunk, but now it's in puff form. It's delicious, it's chewy, it's marshmallowy, and it's covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of Coconut Brownie goodness. And the best part is that Built Bar products are healthy for you. Uh, They're low in sugar. They're low in calorie, they're high in protein, and they're high in deliciousness. So what I want you to do is go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 so you can get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So let's finish up this conversation of Locked On Coyotes. Once again, Robin Leonio and Carl Pavlock discussing Maverick Lamaru and the Arizona Coyotes draft. Um, and I guess one thing to kind of generalize things, kind of going, you know, take things back, Will. And so it seems that overall, you're, you're not entirely high on the Coyotes draft overall. Uh, yeah. it, I, the thing is with this kind of thinking with, with NHL teams is it's just frustrating because they had so much capital and they had so they're in this draft from about, I'd say 20 to 60, there were so many really interesting options they could have gone that really aimed high. You know, I'm just looking at Arizona's list now. I mean, Logan Cooley, that's an easy call. I, I thought that was a no-brainer. Connor, trading a bunch of stuff to get Connor Geeky at 11. You got, you're going to get an NHL player, I think, but I don't think you're going to get a massively impactful one. Maybe physically, but in terms of driving results and, and scoring, I don't know how much you're going to get. Lamaru, we'll see. He's a wild card. Archam Duda, I mean, if he wasn't playing on the power play all year, I feel like he wouldn't have scored nearly as much, and I never was really taken with Archam Duda. Their best picks to me were in like the middle of the draft in their last one. Like I really like Julian Lutz at 43. I think that's a, you know, he could be a a third line energy guy. I think he's got some decent skill. He's strong. You know, he's also a wild card because he missed a whole bunch of the year. But in the games that I saw where he was starting way late in the year, he was fine. Uh, It was actually quite good. Um, And their last pick in the draft, Adams Linka, was a guy who I loved coming into the year. Like I, I saw a bit of tape of him before he joined Sioux Falls in the USHL with a Slovakian junior team last year. And he looked great. He, he outscored Adam Sikora like a ton. And Adam Sikora went in the second round. 
And I mean, I really like Adam Sakura, but Adam's link, I think he blew out his ACL like 10 games into his USHL season. And he, and he's at the development camp now, but he hadn't played until now where, but, but I love him. Like I, I think he could be a really interesting pickup and they did this last year too, right? They drafted a whole bunch of weird off the board, big guys or who can play defense. And then their last pick in the draft was Sam Lipkin who had a huge year in the USHL. And he was one of the more impressive Chicago steel guys. So, you know, it's just with Arizona, they needed everything and they seemed to target a very specific type of player or a very specific subset of what they think turns into an NHL player. And I always get a little skittish when NHL teams do that rather than just saying, let's just draft the good ones and some of them will work. You know, whereas some of them, whereas now it's like, let's see if we can make these guys good, you know, and I don't know. It's a philosophical thing and maybe it can work. It's just, it's frustrating because coming into the draft, I'm going Arizona could be one of the more exciting teams and one of the more high octane fun teams in terms of the prospect pool coming out of this draft. And now it's like, well, they might end up with a whole lot of third line guys, which cool. And then Logan Cooley on top is if, as long as he has someone to play with, he'll be fine. But yeah, just, just kind of disappointing is all I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Absolutely. And I totally, and I totally get it. And it's, um, and it kind of brings me to something, a thought that I did have too. And I think you brought it up, uh, you know, also is when the Coyotes, you know, made that pick when I heard, Oh, they're going up to 29, you know, obviously this was, you know, shortly after the, the sharks made their pick and a few other picks that, um, that were like, okay, so now we're at 29, Brad Lambert still on the board. And like, are the Coyotes trying to go for Brad Lambert? That was my question. That was legit right. my question. And I'm like, that would be a nice pickup. And then I'm like, wait, who's this? <laughs> yeah. And you know, look, I, I see after, after seeing Lamaru go off the board and not Lambert, I sat there going, all right, this is what they want. Like, this is the team they want. They don't want Brad Lambert, right? Like they, I get it. If you don't, if I, I get why hockey people don't really like him and I can see why he fell all the way to 30, but I cannot for the life of me understand why you would take a guy like Lamaru over him unless your philosophy as a whole in terms of building your team is that kid is too small and too weak and doesn't compete hard enough all of which i think are false but that kid is too small and can't compete enough this guy is six foot seven he would eat brad lambert for lunch you know and dinner in the nhl and i maybe that's true you know what like if you think like i can't say it's false because they have never played each other but I don't know, even, even beyond Brad Lambert, like there was, there was a bunch of options where I'm going, I would love to see Logan Cooley passing pucks to Jagger Ferkus in the NHL one day or, or Owen Beck slotting in at center behind guys like Cooley and geeky, you know, like that, that seems like a more realistic thing that I could see happening, but you know, it's, it, it just made it very clear to me sitting in the draft at the draft that that night that I'm going, okay, this is what Arizona wants, right? Like they, they went out and got Zach Cassian. They happily took Nick Ritchie from the Leafs. You know, they drafted Connor geeky really high. They drafted Maverick Lamaru really high. Like this is what they want. And then they got Duda and Matthew Morden and Max Zuber, all are similar types of players. And is it going to work? Like, are they going to get something out of that? Possibly. Yes. Um, but the draft isn't really about to me taking, guys that could be on your bottom pair it's about guys that you always wish you had more of maybe you wish you had more maverick lamaroos on your team but i always sit there going man i wish i had more brad lamberts there's not very many guys that can skate and play with skill like that in the nhl um you know i, I want isaac howard same reason right like if you don't see guys with that kind of talent very often 
So I don't know. I mean, it's all just conjecture at this point, right? Like the, the draft is done. The picks are made. You got to wait and see what happens. Uh, and I could be wrong. You know, I've been wrong before. Um, but I just feel like with him, there's a long way to go. Yeah, I, I, I will say like after this draft, I, I had a much better idea of what t- kind of team Bill Armstrong is. 100%. Building. And after, you know, the first day of free agency, it's the exact same yep. thing. He yep. he wants a big, he wants a heavy team. Uh, I, I'm fine with Lamaru just because I do think that the Coyotes just, in terms of what their plan is for the next couple of years, they have all the time in the world to spend on him. There's there's no chance to rush him. But you're right. I, I think that there is something to be said with taking the best player or the player with the most, you know, upside, especially when you have so many picks. And I, I do kind of wonder if that's going to be something where looking back, you know, for a lot of reasons, this draft could come to define Bill Armstrong's tenure with the Coyotes. Oh, it, I, whether he wants it or not, it will. You know, he had how many picks to start like 13 or 14 picks ended with 10. And I think he did a passable job. Like he'll get some NHL players, but you know, I'm looking at the draft board now, like Logan Cooley would have been my pick for sure. Well, maybe not, but one of him are right. Doesn't matter. Connor geeky yeah. at 11, like fine. But I look at guys like Karamaki, Nazar, uh, Osland, you know, even Kamel Ogren, all those guys would be way higher on my list than Connor geeky. Um, you know, Maverick Lambert, you've got Lambert, Howard, Fergus, you know, insert X number of players there. Seamus Casey could have been an interesting one at, you know, but yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it is definitely very, very clear what they're trying to do. I mean, they signed Josh Brown today, you know, that, 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 that's what they want, right? Like they want a team that will punish other teams into submission. Is it going to work in the NHL? Is it going to be a, you know, is this going to be a turnaround for them? you still got to score goals, right? Like you still got to yeah. find ways to put the puck in the net and you can't punch it into the net. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, this the ride or die, I guess, for the Arizona Coyotes. We'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> Overall, how would you grade the Coyotes draft? Uh, uh, as like a letter? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> with, the st- with the capital they had, I'd probably say like a C plus-ish. Like, I love Logan Cooley. I think he's a great player. I think he's the only other player other than Shane Wright I would have thought about at one. I see the appeal of Slavkovsky, but personally, I, I go with Cooley. You know, if they didn't trade all those picks to San Jose and and let someone else draft Connor Geeky, like, I look at San Jose drafting Philip Beestead, and I think Philip Beestead, after a few years of development and time, could be a bit more of a skilled version of Kyle, of, of Connor Geeky. Of Connor Geeky, you know, he's he's a similar sized player, not quite as filled out, but he's got some skill and has some finesse to him that I just didn't really see at Geeky, especially at high speeds. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd say a C plus is reasonable because you know a guy like I like Julian Lutz. I think Adam Zelenka is a great swing to take in the late rounds. Max Zuber is an over is a reentry guy. I think he's turning twenty. I think he could be a minutes eater, you know, like if they desperately needed a defenseman, he he's defensively sound enough where I think it could work. At least that's what I've seen in the brief time I've seen him since the draft. Um, they're they're going to get some guys out of it, but it's just probably not going to be guys that you don't want to lose at, when the time comes. It's just they're going to be guys and, you know. At the, but at the same time, you could have Connor Geeky out there for 20 minutes and just see what happens and 
he'll be at least competent. I just feel like at best you're hoping for a Jordan Stahl type guy where maybe he's a middle six center scoring 50, 60 points a year, which is fine. But I get the feeling that, you know, like Jonathan LeCaramaki could be a 30 goal scorer in the NHL one day, right? Like, and Arizona could really use someone who could score 30 goals that isn't named Phil Kessel. Like, it would be great. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but I mean, it's not terrible. And I'm assuming that if things go really, really well for some of these guys, like Maverick Lamoureux, sure. There's a lot of runway. I think you could get out of him, but there's a long way to get to the end of that runway. So yeah, somewhere, somewhere at the lower end of middle of the pack, I would say is, is around where they ended up mostly because of Logan Cooley and the nice swings they took sort of mid and late rounds. Absolutely fair. Any final things you have from Carl? You have Carl? Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, sorry. No, I, thought you, I thought you said going on, not Carl. So, Carl, <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say I didn't really have anything else. Um, uh, I was going to ask you maybe to talk more about Duba, but we are almost out of time. So, yeah. that'll have to be a whole other episode. Oh, or something. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got thoughts about our chum Duda. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But now to turn to you. Um, anything that you got, got going on to, to close things off and to uh, that you'd like to share with everybody? Yeah. So I'm currently just going through all the guys that were drafted that I have not seen play before. I, I can't watch them all. Uh, and teams always love to go way off the board in my mind. But, you know, still got to watch them. So once that's done, uh, I am just going to start doing draft recap videos for every team. Arizona will be one of the first. So there you go. Um, I also have been writing for McKean's for a while. You can also, uh, we just put out our draft review uh, for the Western Conference today. I believe Eastern Conference is coming tomorrow. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Scouching, or you can subscribe on YouTube to Scouching as well. Um, you can subscribe on Patreon. You can support my work, get access to a whole bunch of tools and features, data visualization tools and you know, data sheets for draft eligible players and drafted players and all kinds of stuff you can check out there. So also accessible as a YouTube membership program on my channel, if you want to join there as well. Um, but I think that's about it right now in these days. Absolutely wonderful. Will Skelich, once again, joining us on Lockdown Coyotes. Really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks, Robin and Carl. It's great. But that's going to be doing it for this episode of Locked On. Okay, if you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash locked on coyotes, on Instagram at locked on coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leano, which is Robin with a Y underscore L E A N O. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock F. Interact with us, ask the question that you might have, we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning into today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!